And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidavellir, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 218 of the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm coming at you from beautiful Chicago, Illinois, where it is cold, folks. Yeah, um, I, I'm not prepared to say that winter is here because, you know, it's going to get a little bit warmer later in the week and all the ice is going to melt. But right now we've got a lot of ice on the ground. That's because we had a major slush storm on Saturday, and that has kind of frozen into place. So not a lot of snow per se, but a lot of ice, and it's a little bit slippery out there in the sidewalks. But I'm hoping that that's all going to be gone a little bit later in the week as we enter into the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving to everybody here in the States. I know those of you outside the States don't either don't celebrate a Thanksgiving or you have a different Thanksgiving, such as our Canadian friends. I'm uh, looking at uh, Scott and Mark here. But anyway, yeah, so uh, hello. And we don't have a lot to talk about here at the top of the show. I've been hearing some good things about this uh, Jessica Jones thing that's been going on. Yeah, uh, Pete's been telling me about the new Jessica Jones series, and it sounds like it's uh, really interesting. I have to say, though, I have not been keeping track as far as the, the various Marvel TV shows and that kind of thing because I don't watch television but you know it's one of those things that eventually I'll be watching on Netflix but uh, Pete seems to like him so yeah at least he uh, likes Jessica Jones and uh, it kind of after a while has gotten into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even though he didn't like it at first but you know one of these days I'll see him I'm always the last person to see anything that's on TV as you all know just one last thing before we get started, and that is I have a, a real quick shout out to the newest member of the Radio Free Asgard Facebook group, Mr. Robert McDonald, because that's not a Scottish name or anything. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, welcome along, Robert, and I hope you enjoy the show, and uh, you know, feel free to chime in on the uh, Facebook page. Of course, you know that's what it's all about. Anyhow, don't have a whole lot else to talk about here at the top of the show, but we do have an issue of Thor to cover, so let's just get on right with it, shall we? Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder, the god of thunder, mighty Thor. And this week we are looking at the mighty Thor number 186. Has a cover date of March 1971. Cover price is 15 cents. Cover art by John B. Sema. Looks like uh, looks like Synod on inks, though I'm not absolutely sure about that. And shows Thor, and he's facing off against Hela, the goddess of death. And Hela is standing on a rock, and Thor is standing on a different rock. And she goes... The time has come to die! And she's waving her hand. And we see Thor in a, sort of a time lapse, kind of shrinking and turning old. And his clothes are getting all baggy and shit. And, and he's saying, Hella, do not cast thy spell. Thor must not perish now. For if I fall, then who will stop? 
the murder of a universe by the world beyond. And we get a cover blurb. Never such thrills, never such wonder, never such an epic as Worlds at War. And we open up to the splash page where we have the credits. Stan Lee wrote it. John Buscema was the artist. Joe Sinnott was the inker. And Artie Simic was the letterer. The Mighty Thor and Worlds at War. And the splash page shows Odin standing on a big rock in the middle of nowhere in Kirby space. And he's casting his magic spells. And he's kind of surrounded by mists and flame and that kind of thing. And, of course, we have a little bit of a caption here. Ruled by a super-powerful being known only as Infinity, the far-off world beyond threatens to destroy the universe. Seeking to save the cosmos, Lordly Odin has dared to enter the world beyond, together with the mysterious Silent One. But now, as Odin battles Infinity, he senses danger to the mighty Thor, who has followed to aid his father. Perhaps the greatest saga in this, the Marvel Age. Yeah, I don't know about that. (laughs) And and Odin is saying, Danger most deadly doth threaten my son. But though the thunder god hath need of Odin's power, I cannot leave. I dare not turn my back on him who is infinity. Only the power of Odin doth stand between infinity and death for all who live. The threat cometh ever closer. I dare not turn away. Never have I battled foe so mighty, foe so monstrous. Yay, never one so merciless. And we see this energy hand, a black crackle hand, kind of reaching out. And, and Odin is doing his magic thing and keeping it back for now. But what of him who be my son? Through the din of battle my heart doth feel his anguish. He no longer be Thor. He hath assumed his human form, and thus now stands he powerless. Until his hammer doth return, he faces certain death. Mine eyes behold a vision. The terror on his face, and he there is the sort of this misty vision of a scared-looking Don Blake face. That's, <laughs> I mean, you can't really tell it's Don Blake, but it's a scared face. Take heart, my son. Nerth shalt thou be abandoned. And we see that he's spying on what's going on with Dr. Blake, and Blake is on the uh, sort of floating island thing, and he's leaning up against this purple tree. And the guardian, remember the forearm dude from last time, is encroaching on him menacingly. And Odin is thinking, Only seconds doth he need till Mjolnir shall rejoin him. Flesh of my flesh, blood of blood, the seconds shall be thine. And an energy bolt comes flying down, smashing into the guardian. And Blake says, A bolt of indescribable force. A blast of cosmic energy. They strike the Guardian, driving him back. It could have only come from All-Father Odin. Though he too battles for his life, he still found a way to aid me. And we see Mjolnir kind of flying out of the, the blue mists that kind of surrounding Blake. He gave me the most precious gift of all. The gift of time. Time for Mjolnir to return. And Mjolnir just kind of clunks down on the ground here. And Blake goes out to grab it. And he instantly changes back into the mighty Thor. Once more I grasp my mighty mallet. Once more its enchantment fails me not. Once more I be the thunder god. Guardian ho! To thee I say, stand thou aside, for Thor wouldst pass. And we we get another one of these really sketchy panels here, and I don't know why they made it all misty and stuff. And I I have a feeling it's because of, uh, yeah, 
deadline or something anyway. So the characters are really indistinct. Thor will die, none may pass the Guardian, for I do serve infinity. And uh, the Guardian's color has changed since last issue. Instead of being orange like he was before, he is now sort of just a white dude with four arms. So yeah, so something has changed there in the coloring. And the Guardian whacks Thor with a zrock, and Thor gets up and he says, Thor doth serve a master too. I strike for noble Odin, and he whacks him with Mjolnir with a baton, and just knocks him out in one punch, apparently. And Thor says, he hath fallen at last. Now I be free to seek my liege. But hold, again a bolt doth strike from space. Again, infinity hath breathed new strength into my foe. So, yeah, uh, uh, orange ray comes down and and, uh, and re-energizes the guardian, and he's coming back after Thor again. Again must Thor do battle. Again shall Mjolnir prevail. For Asgard! And he smashes him. And there's no sound effect. And just knocks him down. Tis done. So let it be. Now I must fight the one he serves. And uh, he's getting ready to leave. But another one of these energy bolts strikes. And the Guardian is back. But stay. Another blast doth strike. He rises yet again. Never can I fall, for infinity revives me. I know not whom or what infinity may be, but mark thee well, the thunder god defies thee both. And Thor comes rushing forward to whap him yet again, and the guardian stops and picks up this giant green boulder. It looks like he's going to try to crush Thor with it. Thou seekest to crush the son of Odin with yon handheld boulder? Yeah, <laughs> because Thor loves to speak the obvious. But as thou art strong, so Thor is strong. As thou canst fight, so Thor canst fight. But as thou be mortal, Thor be god of thunder. And once again, he just smashes it with one blow, knocks him down again, and destroys the boulder that he's holding. And he's come up with a plan here. No longer shall infinity revive thee. Thor cries an O as Mjolnir flies to serve. Let my mallet now spin round thee, and it shall form a sphere of force strong enough to shield thee from the power of infinity. How does he know that? I don't know. So he, he's got the hammer whipping around. This actually reminds me a little bit of what's been going on with the Girl Thor comic, you know, how she has the hammer just bouncing around everywhere. That's kind of what he's doing here. And he's kind of whipping around Ajax White Tornado style. And another one of these uh, energy beams comes down to re-energize the Guardian, but it doesn't have any effect. So the, the hammer has deflected it. To me, my mallet, says Thor, our task hath just begun. And the hammer returns to Thor. And Thor decides to grandstand a little bit here. He stands on top of this uh, spire of rock. Thou who art infinity, to thee I say, thou canst not hide from Thor forever. Not all the mists, not all the fog shall shield thee from my wrath. For I be god of wind and storm, and fog and mist as well. And by my command, I banish them. Let there be mists no more. And he whips his uh, hammer around with a zzzz. And you see all these rocks and stuff flying away. And light, kind of red lightning coming out of his hammer. And we don't see mists anymore. But we just see this sort of generic Kirby space. Now do I see the beckoning skies. Now do I see where my sire doth fight. Now shall Thor join in the fray. And we also see where Odin's fighting. It's this glowy area... And it's inside the sort of red swirl, so yeah, I guess some of the mist is still there. 
And Thor goes flying off towards it. Who dares threaten Odin must likewise face his son. But lo, I see the silent one. He stands as if to block my path. And that's indeed what's going on here. The uh, silent one's trying to stop Thor. And Thor lands in front of him. Stand aside, thou grim and ghastly harbinger of doom. Aside, I say, or feel the wrath of Thor. And uh, Odin warns him. He, uh, Odin shouts out to Thor and says, Princeling, stay thy hand. Thou must not strike the silent one. So speaks Odin. What madness doth my father utter, says Thor. What? Darest thou to question me? Am I not the word and the way, the wisdom and the light? But even as thou speakest, sire, another world doth vanish in the clutch of him who is infinity, says Thor. There is more at stake than meets mine eye. There is much I do not comprehend. I live to battle. I live to serve. Yet him in whose name Thor doth fight stoppeth me at every turn. He was only stopped him once. What good my power? What good my strength if I be not free to use them? And uh, he's... Uh, Kind of turns his back on the silent one who's gesturing in a weird way. The silent one hath heard my words. He turns and gestures with his hand. He would depart, and he would have me follow. Mayhap the time is last to come, when Thor shall learn what doth befall. Somber one, I'll follow thee, but heed ye well my words. If harm befall the liege I serve, thou wilt find me without mercy. And he's following the silent one off through a bunch of fog and mist. And this time it's instead of being purple and swirly, it's green and cloudy. And we shift scenes back to Earth and the observatory. Remember the observatory that uh, we picked up uh, last issue? And they're looking through their super cosmic uh, telescope thing. The reports from other observatories are true. There is a cataclysm out in deepest space. But it can't affect us here and now. Because the speed of light, you're witnessing something that happened ages ago. I'm seeing a monstrous event which is happening right now. I know it sounds mad, impossible, but that's not the case. Planets at the outer periphery of space are vanishing one by one. Something is wrong with the universe. Something which is affecting Earth at this very moment. And <laughs> we cut to outside and we see on Earth there's all these disasters and shit happening. And see New York City and the streets are all full of water. It's washing away all these cars and stuff. And somebody is looking out a window. And the radio had warned us, told us to abandon the streets. We'd have all been drowned in the flood. It's like the end of the world. And we see another panel here. It looks like... Uh, the world kind of busting up and all these islands of rock shooting off into space. And I mean, it's like the worst earthquake ever with actually like big islands of, of, of earth in the sky and buildings burning. And yeah, it's just mass hysteria. And we then shift to Asgard where we have Sif and the vizier and they're checking on the warriors three who are standing all kind of, evil-eyed in, in the dungeon where they got thrown. Since they returned from the world beyond, poor Volstagg, Fandral, and Hogan have been like warriors entranced. Tis why we place them in a cell, my lady. There they must remain until we learn what evil hath possessed them. The world beyond, its very name doth fill my heart with grim foreboding. Aye, but there is more for us to dread. Behold, the mighty Odin sword. And we see that the Odin sword is further out of its scabbard than it was before. 
The omens reveal the world will end the day it is unsheathed, and each time I look it has slipped yet further from its scabbard. And not even I, the vizier wise, do know the cause. <laughs> he has a ruler. <laughs> He's measuring how far out of the scabbard it's come. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I find that so amusing, but it's kind of amusing. And uh, just at that moment, the door bursts in the, of the uh, dungeon, and the warriors three start coming out, and they now they're talking. No cell shall hold us, says Fendral. We must serve infinity. So onward to the Odin sword, says Hogan. Stand thee aside, my lady Sif, says evil Fendral. Yon sword must leave its scabbard. Woe to Asgard! The captives have escaped! Brave Fandral, nay, thou know not what thou dost. If the Odin sword be unsheathed, then surely all will perish. No, that's what they all say. I beg thee, one and all. Goddess, still thy tongue, says Fandral, and he lunges forward, and the two of them are sword fighting here. Thy words can sway us not. The Odin sword, to the sword, shouts Hogan. And uh, Hogan is bashing at the sword with his mace, trying to get the sword to unsheathe faster. And he's like, my mace shall now unsheathe it. I say thee never, comes a voice. And a sword comes flying out and smashes uh, Hogan's mace out of his hand. And it turns out it's Baldur's kind of leaping forward here. I know not who or what hath possessed thee. Ne'er shalt thine insanity prevail. Ne'er whilst Baldur lives... And we have Volstagg is joining the fray, and he found an axe somewhere. It's a really, really oddly shaped axe. He looks like he's trying to chop Baldur in half with it. Rush one, turn thee back. Thinkest thou to stand against the power of Volstagg's arm? Thou art not the Volstagg I have known, for thou seek to strike a comrade. But Baldur, too, can strike. And he does this sort of sliding into base thing where he... He uh, kicks out uh, Volstagg's legs from under him, and Volstagg falls face first on the ground. And while he's uh, stunned on the ground, uh, Hogan is encroaching on Balder here. Hold, still with Hogan must thou deal. Thou too? Thou closer yet than brother. If I must call Grim Hogan foe, then whom can I call a friend? And we see the vizier, and he uh, takes a big old mallet, and he bangs a gong, which goes, Bjong! Infinity hath turned us all against the other. But in Odin's name, we do not yield. And he's summoning other people, obviously. So we see a whole bunch of Asgardians that are coming, and we don't recognize a single one of these folks because they are simply generic Asgardians, and they all look like, uh, you know, they're kind of Kirby-ish. The alarm hath been sounded. To arms, the Odin sword must be preserved. We guard it with our blood, our lives. The palace guard attacks, says Hogan. Not even we can stem the endless tide. But we must fight until we fall, says Fendral, by infinity's command. And they're managing to uh, kind of knock down the guards. And it looks like they're, they're getting, some of them are getting subdued, but some of the guards are going down too. They strike like demons in their wrath, says one of the guards. But we are as guardians as well, and we are many while they are few. By force of arm and weight of number, we have won the day. So the warriors three were subdued, though they knocked around some of these guards a lot. You see the wounded being carried away, and so they're kind of leaving the, the aftermath of the battle here. Weep no more, my lady, says Balder. The traitors three are to their cells returned, and Sif is sitting here with her, her face in her hands, crying. Alas, brave Balder, I weep because they be not traitors. Infinity hath sapped their wills. Infinity, says the vizier, 
him who is master of the world beyond. He doth threaten the universe, and we know not who he be. One of the guards says, Each passing day brings us closer to doom, and yet in this our darkest hour, where is Odin? Where is Thor? Where is their hope for Asgard? And we shift to the Rainbow Bridge, where we see Heimdall guarding it, because that's what he does. And the bridge is starting to shake, which he says out loud, because, you know, Heimdall also has to speak the obvious. For the first time in ages, the bridge beneath my feet doth shake, and by my truth the very heavens seem to tremble. Some mystic force doth cause the realm to sway and shudder. And we see the buildings are shaking and cracking and falling down, apparently. But in all the world, who has the power? But where be Odin and mighty Thor in this our time of need? And we then shift to where uh, Odin and Thor are, back to the world beyond. And we see Thor being led on by the Silent One. And uh, they're going through the similar kind of landscape that they've been in all along. Silent One, lead on. The Thunder God shall follow thee, though hell may bar the way. And they're going through this sort of Ditko-ish land bridge, so Dr. Seuss thing that we talked about uh, last time. The mist's now clear. Mine eyes behold a land beyond the land. But tis a place of silence, a realm which holds no life. A sudden chill doth seize my heart, for I now sense where we do stand. And if you were looking at the cover of this issue, you would know where they're going too. And we see some familiar-looking legs, and we see them standing from behind. And the silent one uh, does this really deep bow that makes it look like he's falling on his face. By some rare and mystic wizardry, the silent one hath led me here. And now falls he prostrate before his awesome mistress. Awesome, dude. Tis the goddess Hela, merciless queen of the dread dimension of death. And it is. And we see her and all of her green and yellow glory with her big old Hela antlers that she has. And she says, Thunder God, we meet again. You have escaped me in the past, but now the fates will otherwise. Know you, Thor, the silent one who led you here was sent by me to be my eyes and ears. He may not speak, he may not feel, he only lives to serve my will. Thor may speak and Thor may act. Not so, God of Thunder. You are but part of a mystic master plan. And the time has come, the time when you must feel the touch of Hela. Thou speakest of death! And he rears back as not to get touched by Hela's hand, which is kind of reaching out to him. Unfeeling when I say thee nay, Thor must not die, whilst king and kingdom be in peril. And Thor is whipping his hammer around, and she says, Mighty is the power of your hammer, but mightier still the power of death. And she shoots these rays out of her hands, and they strike Thor with a zist. And Thor drops his hammer on the ground. And we see that he's being changed by the rays that struck him. And this is kind of what, what happened on the cover. Thunder God, accept your fate. None may challenge Hela's will. You have lived and fought like a warrior born. And like a warrior born, you die. And he's getting old and wrinkly and white-haired. And his clothes are getting loose because that's what happens when you get old. I say thee nay, says Thor, as Thor didst fight in life, even in death so shall I fight. And she, she's just kind of withering away. 
I'll hear no more, I'll see no more, the deed is done, thus Hela shall be gone. Let my fading form be your final memory. So Hela's not going to stick around and see what happens, which I'm thinking is going to be a big mistake. <laughs> and and uh, she's gone, and Thor's like, Come back, come back, Thor doth not yield. And we see the silent one is standing there before him, and he's just kind of laying there being uh, all thin and got wrinkly clothes and stuff. Though Hela hath departed, the weak Thor says, the silent one remains. I seem to see a single tear welling in his eye, and he's got a single tear welling in his eye. He reaches out. He doth seek to touch me. And they touch uh, fingers, and Thor's like, our fingers met, and now a miracle doth come to pass. And there's all this Kirby crackle and lightning and stuff around him. It's kind of this red maelstrom. New life now surges through my limbs. I know not how. I know not why. But there be thunder in my blood once more. And Thor basically returns to normal. And it looks like the silent one is, is dead. Or at least he's collapsed and, yeah, laying on the ground. Almost noble silent one, thou of whom it was said he may not feel. Thou hast given thy life that Thor might live. I pray that I be worthy. Onward then, through space and time. I must rejoin Lord Odin. Now we have scenes and we're back in the world beyond and we're back to Odin where it looks like he's not doing so well here against uh, Infinity. Uh, Odin, of course, is still fighting back, but it looks like he's being uh, driven to the ground. Infinity doth come ever closer. Closer! At last I shall gaze upon his face. At last I shall know him whose power doth equal mine. And we hear a voice. Lord of Asgard, did you not suspect... Nay, I say thee nay, it cannot be thee, not thee, not thee. And Odin falls backwards. My father's anguished voice doth echo through the cosmos, says Thor, and he comes in for a landing, and he sees uh, Odin being overwhelmed by infinity. The shadow of infinity doth slowly overwhelm him. My liege, take heart, thine avenging son doth join the fray. And he arrives on the scene, but... He sees that Odin looks strange, and he's got this weird, heavy inking around his eyes, the way that the warriors three did. But thy face, the expression in thine eyes, thou art no longer the father I have known. And Odin uh, kind of reaches out his hand and then shoots an energy bolt at Thor. I am Odin, and I serve infinity. And Thor is knocked back by this energy blast, and he looks really horrified. Now all is truly lost. Most lordly Odin hath been himself possessed. Next issue, Thor versus Odin. And that is Thor number 186. Incidentally, this issue has been reprinted at least a couple of times. You can find this in Marvel Masterworks Thor Volume 10 and also in the Essential Thor Volume 4 and no doubt in some of the other places as well. All right, so we do have a few things to uh, talk about here. Uh, at the end of the show, as we always do. But first, a promo, because we always do that. Superman. Captain Marvel. Batman. It is 1985. Robin of Earth 2. Sergeant Rock. The Legion of Superheroes. This is the most eagerly awaited comic book event in 50 years. Tommy Tomorrow. 
Jonah Hex. Commanding. It will one day be called the greatest comic book event of all time. Swamp Thing. Wonder Woman. The New Teen Titans. The Haunted Tank. Infinity Incorporated. Worlds will live. Green Arrow. Worlds will die. Supergirl. The Flash. And that is only the beginning. The Justice League of America. The All-Star Squadron. The Huntress. Arion. The Metal Man. Firestorm. The Nuclear Man. Outsiders. Green Lantern. The Blue Beetle. The Crime Syndicate. Warlord. The Guardians of the Universe. Tales of the Justice Society of America proudly presents... And many, many more. Crisis on Infinite Earths. The DC Universe will never be the same. Coming January only at twotruefreaks.com. And we are back and just a little shout out there to the guys over at Tales of the JSA because they're I like I really like their show and they've been They've been kind of quiet lately, haven't they? So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, go listen to their show because they do a great job and uh, their crisis coverage is amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I do like their stuff a lot. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, fairly solid issue here, Thor 186. It's mostly battle, and as usual with a mostly battle, there's not a lot of really, you know, it's, it's not a lot of deep thought going on here. We've got just a lot going on. We've got... The Warriors 3 breaking out, trying to unsheathe the Odin sword. We've got Balder, Sif, and the Vizier trying to stop them. We've got Odin versus Infinity. And we got Thor, who gets let off to meet Hela. So this is a kind of a really weird direction, because you wouldn't think that Hela would be in charge of something in the world beyond, but who knows? I mean, I guess we're going to find out more next time. But it, it just seems to me kind of an unlikely connection. Or maybe a bit contrived, as it were. I mean, we are kind of towards the end of Stan's reign here on Thor, but over you know overall, I don't find anything particularly wrong with the story. I mean, it's not the most original thing in the world. Um, it's funny how when people get controlled by Infinity, they start to look like they've been inked by Claus Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get this really weird heavy shadowing around their eyes, which is something that the Claus Jansen does. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Claus Jansen's inks. That don't don't tell Claus I said so. But anyway, uh, so the uh, story, yeah, so so, but solid enough for an early '70s Marvel comic. Artwork's really good. I mean, we do have some in, some aspects here that are very Kirby-ish, especially in the scenes with Hela. We got the, all the Kirby crackle and Thor kind of withering away. That's a very, very Kirby-ish look here of what's been going on here. And also the, uh, the, the overall look of Asgard and the Asgardians, of course, very much influenced by Kirby. But not as much as you might think. I, I, like I said last time, John B. Sama has really come into his own on the book. And I like the way he draws Sif. She's still wearing that costume that, that I like. Yeah, you know, Balder still looks exactly the same, but we still have a lot going on as far as the art goes. It's very dynamic, very cool. Uh, the stuff on Earth makes no sense, so I'm kind of hoping that this has a, a decent payoff next issue, but I, I, I'm doubting it. It's It just seems odd that these astronomers are here for apparently no reason, so I guess we'll find out what goes on there. I don't even know why they're here. Anyway, they remind me a little bit of the guys who invented him, 
<laughs> but I could be wrong about that. All right. So with that, it is time to wrap up the show. Don't have a whole lot more to say. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want to email the show, you can do so. You can email us at radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebooks. Go look for us there. And uh, we're on Twitter at Radio Free Asgard. Another big shout out here to the guys at the Legends, Myths, and Whiskey podcast. I'm hoping to have a liner from them soon, and I'm hoping to be able to uh, provide them with a new liner soon. So hopefully we can do a little bit of cross-promotion because those guys do a great show. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, oh, far away from the land beyond, I have to say. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard. <laughs>